Hi, welcome to You, Me, and CV. I'm Mike. I'm Gia. And today we're going to be talking about the pilot episode of The Act. The Act was created by Nick and Tosca and Michelle Dean. It premiered on March 20th, 2019, and the season one finale aired on May 1st. And this is a Hulu original. The pilot episode is called La Maison du Bon Rêve, which I believe loosely translates to Dream Home. I'm going to start off reading the Hulu description. The Act is a seasonal anthology series that tells startling, stranger-than-fiction true crime stories. The first season follows Gypsy Blanchard, a girl trying to escape the toxic relationship she has with her overprotective mother. Her quest for independence opens up Pandora's box of secrets, one that ultimately leads to murder. Yeah, that description is a little spoilery. It's a little spoilery, but, um, but we know this, that murder happens. That's true. Um... Just in general, we know that murder happens, or you know, we know that murder is going to happen in every this show. day. No, but we know. I mean, they tell us in the first episode that you know somebody yeah. somebody's been killed. Yeah, this podcast is going to be pretty spoilery too. So um, yeah, so we've only watched maybe the first half, the first two thirds of the season. Mm-hmm. At the time of this recording, the season finale has not aired yet. But yeah. by the time you hear this, the whole season will be out there. But we are familiar with the story. Yeah, because this is a true crime case, and that means it's true. <laughs> but right. this is a, a fictional, not fictionalized, but it's a dramatized version of it. It's not a documentary. Right. By the way, if you are interested in the real story, there's a documentary on HBO called Mommy, Dead, and Dearest that is the true uh, version of this story. There's also a really good long form story on BuzzFeed News by Michelle Dean, uh, one of the creators of this show, about the story. So you should check that out, too. Definitely. Unless you want to not be spoiled, in which case, watch the show first. And turn and off then, this podcast. And turn off this podcast. <laughs> no, but we're not going to spoil exactly what happens in the show. No. So um, you mentioned Michelle Dean. She wrote the BuzzFeed article that's kind of inspired this story. Mm-hmm. I mean, based on true events, but mm-hmm. inspired the story. And also the other co-creator, Nick Antosca, he also had a show on sci-fi called Channel Zero, a horror anthology series, which is supposed to be good. I've never seen it, but it's supposed to be interesting. Yeah, I've heard good things. I've never seen any of it either. I it don't looks like, scary. I don't like horror things. We watched, I think we watched the trailer for one of the seasons and it was called like The Dream Door and there was a door in the basement and then possibly a clown coming out of it at mm, one point. It looked sound good. very scary. That doesn't sound like anything yeah. I want to deal with. This show though has a it's a little it's not scary it reminds me a lot of american crime story season two which was Mm -hmm. about the murder of gianni versace and it kind of like slowly built up to a murder in kind of a creepy and eerie way yeah it's a creepy story you kind of get some hitchcockian vibes from um especially the music in the episode but also i would say it's kind of like this story the act is kind of told like a fairy tale almost but like you know how fairy tales when they're not the disney version are like really creepy oh right yeah messed up like the uh the brothers Grimm. yeah yeah this story is uh kind of like one of those really messed up fairy tales and um the act really kind of plays into that i would say well, yeah, the idea of fairy tales comes up a lot, mm-hmm. um, yep. whether it's referenced or shown in the background or anything like that, because 
Gypsy Rose Blanchard is a big fan of Disney, and we'll talk about that when we get through mm-hmm. it a little bit. But yeah, the idea, this imagery of Di- of Disney and also fairy tales, kind of a mm-hmm. would that be a motif throughout the uh, yeah, series? I'd say so. Hey, there you go. Mm-hmm. We also mentioned too that this is an anthology series, which is cool. I didn't realize that when we first started watching it. I didn't either, and I almost when I first heard it, I thought, did they like go back and decide they were going to make an anthology because the first season's doing well? But I guess they had this plan all along. I did see something too that this first season is doing so well that the like number of new subscribers or like free trials to full subscriptions since this has come out was like skyrocketing. So oh, for cool. Hulu, so it's it's a hit for Hulu, and good. which makes sense because it's a good show. Mm-hmm. You also mentioned in there the pilot episode title we were talking about the kind of dream like fairy tale like aspects of the show there, mm-hmm. La Maison. Du bon rêve. Dream home. Dream house? I think dream home. Maison means house, and I know that because yep. it's in that Bare Naked Ladies song one week. We're down <laughs> la maison. I hope the smoking man is this one. Yeah, and I just now found out that that's what they're saying in the Bare Naked Ladies song. Hey. I thought they were talking about a woman named Donna Mays. Donna Mays. <laughs> Donna Maison. <laughs> she was on. <laughs> this is the second time we've referenced one week on the podcast well, here. there are just so many words in that song. There's a lot of words in it. It's inevitable that it would come out song. a lot. It's like We Didn't Start the Fire or any uh-huh. other classic song with a lot of words in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, should we, get into the, should we get into the episode, start talking about it? Let's do it. All right. So it opens up with kind of a black screen and it says based on real events. Mm-hmm. So we know going into it, this is true story Ripped type of thing. Ripped from the headlines. Ripped from the headlines. You know, I was just, I was thinking about normally you would just get like a lifetime movie out of something like this, which actually mm-hmm. there is a lifetime movie from this. I haven't watched it. I don't yeah, know if it it's good or not. Yeah, it came out just earlier this year. We haven't seen it. Right. But, but you know, nowadays you get like prestige TV series, limited series. What a time to be alive. It's exciting because, you know, mm-hmm. Lifetime movies, you know, they are what they are. Uh, they're fine. <laughs> I remember I've seen a couple of the ones where Peterson guys murder their wives. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> that's not that's... the name of the movie. There's like a few different. There's like a Drew Peterson, maybe. Drew Peterson. Uh, maybe a, a Scott, Peterson. Scott Peterson. Yeah. One of them's Dean Kane in the Lifetime movie. And the other one is Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. That one, that Rob Lowe one, we watched that, I remember. And there's that one scene. I think the movie is called Untouchable. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but he's staring down at like Kaylee Cuoco I think yeah and he's like I'm untouchable bitch <laughs> that's, that's intense Rob Lowe oh yeah. my goodness there's also Michael Peterson who's accused of killing his wife that, that's the staircase oh right case. the staircase the staircase think, case I don't think that's been made into a lifetime movie but it's oh, only a matter of time I think maybe it has been I remember looking it then up when we were watching I that it? I think it's from like a while ago oh well, I have to watch that like as soon as we finish this podcast. Speaking of Lifetime movies, this is exclusively a Lifetime movie podcast now. And <laughs> no, there's the one that we saw, A Deadly Adoption. Oh, yeah. If you've never seen A Deadly Adoption, it is bizarre. It stars Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig. And it's not a comedy. It's not a comedy. It's just a straight Lifetime movie. Uh-huh. It's wild. I remember it's when it came terrible. out, we were like, oh man, let's watch it. It's going to be crazy. It's, I thought it was maybe a spoof or they were going to play it so serious it was going to be funny. It was just a Lifetime movie. Yeah. I think the idea behind it was that they were going to not release who the stars were and it was just supposed to air and supposed to be it's this very, kind of viral moment. I would say that'd be avant-garde. Yeah. Perhaps. I'm not yeah, really maybe. sure what avant-garde means. It sounds like it's appropriate for this, right? Sure. <laughs> Will Ferrell does a lot of that kind of 
wacky performance yeah, what's art. What's the thing that he does um, when they host the parade? Oh, that's I mean? the uh, for Funny or Die. They do yeah. the Rose Bowl parade. Yeah, and what they, are their names? They host it in character. His name is like Cord something. It's Cord and Tish. Uh, him and Molly Shannon host as like local celebrity newscaster kind of people. Yeah, Cord and Tish, you're right. It's hilarious. Yeah. Next time the Rose Bowl's coming around, that's in January usually. Um, I think it's usually, is that New Year's Day when the Rose Bowl's on? Uh-huh. Yeah, you got to check that out. Look for Cord and Tish, Will Ferrell, Molly Shannon. It was on Amazon a couple years ago. I think it was on Funny or Die's yeah. YouTube page last He's year. for the royal wedding too. Oh gosh. Um, it's They, they just improv the whole thing in character. Mm-hmm. That's some good stuff. Yeah. You know what? I think we've but, drifted. But we digress. We have digressed. <laughs> so let's get back to this episode here. Okay. And again, based on real events, it opens up in this house and there's a 911 call. People are concerned because mm-hmm. they're trying to get a hold of the people in the house. And yeah, it's pretty clear. It's the neighbors trying to like get into this house nobody's answering and they're on the phone the neighbors are on the phone with the the 911 operator yeah Mm -hmm. and the 911 operator is saying well is it just they're not answering the door i mean what else is going on here and they say there's a facebook post yeah so they mentioned their concern because a post went up on facebook basically implying that dd blanchard who lives in this house that somebody murdered her and raped her daughter, a gypsy, who also lives there. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. That's intense. And this opening scene kind of closes with um, the neighbor kind of, I guess she's coming through the window and just kind of peeking around to see if everything's okay. And then mm-hmm. and then that opening scene kind of ends there. Mm-hmm. And so then we see seven years earlier. And in this next part here, we see an interview. We're seeing... And that, that part, the part at the beginning, by the way, was set in 2015. Right. So mm-hmm. we are now in 2008. Mm-hmm. And so there's an interview. It looks like it's like a local news kind of situation here. Mm-hmm. And Gypsy Rose is being interviewed by the local news people. And she's there along with her mom, mm-hmm. Dee Dee. They're inside the house that we just saw people trying to get into in that opening scene. Right. And so let's talk a little bit about these characters here. So Dee Dee Blanchard mm-hmm. is played by Patricia Arquette. Yep. And Gypsy Rose is played by Joey King. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Gypsy is Dee Dee's teenage daughter there at the beginning. Um, and we see that she's in a wheelchair. She's got her head shaved. Dee Dee will at one point tell us that Gypsy has the mind of a seven-year-old. But we see her in this interview being pretty articulate. Um, yeah. For yeah. someone with the mind of a seven-year-old. Certainly. And, and, and they're in this house that they've just moved into, I think, in Missouri. And yeah, I believe it's in Missouri. Yeah. yeah. They've recently left their home in Louisiana because of Hurricane Katrina. Right. And this is a Habitat for Humanity home. Yeah. And they talk about this idea of getting this home. And Dee Dee says, Gypsy and I have always loved fairy tales. And they talk about mm-hmm. that a little bit. I think she says, you know, have you seen the movie Enchanted to the newscaster yeah. lady? And she hasn't. That's a good movie, by the way. I remember watching that. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And uh, also, Dee Dee says in this interview, I was born to be her mom, which is really haunting, I guess, as we get further into the episode. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, the mom is talking over Gypsy when Gypsy's trying to respond to the newscaster, yeah. which is, uh, you could just see, you know, there's something going on there a little mm-hmm. bit. And when the newscaster finally says, I'd like to hear from Gypsy, then the mom, Dee Dee, 
restates the question to Gypsy, talking very slowly as if she's... Not able to understand. Right, exactly. Uh So that's kind of what we see there. So we see, you know, we've got a person that, you know, has some kind of ailment. Yeah, I think several kinds of ailments. Right. Um, And um, Dee Dee really wants to come across as like a doting mother. She devotes everything to taking care of her daughter. At the end of the interview, too, I think Dee Dee says, or Gypsy says, how did I do to her mom? Mm -hmm. And then she said, you did did good or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then we see the title card come up, The Act. One thing I like about this, when they put the words on the screen, like where it said seven years earlier and where it says The Act, it's kind of layered um, with the people and the things in the background it's not just like in front of everything it's very cool Mm -hmm. looking like it's just kind of in there and then we get a little bit of an opening sequence where we see different pictures of Mm -hmm. Dee Dee and of Gypsy Rose throughout their house yeah Mm -hmm. which that opening sequence I guess is only in the first episode all the other episodes just kind of comes on the screen with the act at some point Mm -hmm. over whatever's on the screen at the time so but I like that opening sequence there's some music playing it's it's pretty cool And the next scene we see in the house, they're Mm -hmm. in the kitchen, and Gypsy is in the sink. Mm -hmm. They've got like a big sink in the kitchen. Yep, and and her mom is shaving her head. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that scene there. So she's shaving her head because she's sick? Yeah, (laughs) that's a little confusing to me because I guess you associate you know, shaving your head with going through chemotherapy. And I think at one point they say that Gypsy had leukemia as as a child, but not at this point. So I don't know if there are other things that you might need chemotherapy for that you would be shaving your head for. I'm not really sure. Right, yeah. So, you know, we're kind of approaching this knowing everything that's going on, mm-hmm. but also trying to, you know, as if we were just watching it for the first time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that kind of struck me as like, what do you, you don't just shave your, just because somebody has a shaved head doesn't mean they're sick. It seems, you know what, it seems like they're putting on an act. (laughs) It does. And Gypsy seems kind of sad that they're shaving her hair. Yeah, she talks about what, can we, can we grow it out? Yeah, she's like, I wonder what it would look like if it grew in. And her mom says, oh, it would just look like a rat's nest like mine. Right. Yeah. You know, we talked about fairy tales earlier too at one point. Dee Dee holds a, a mirror in front of Gypsy and says, mm-hmm. you know, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? And Gypsy says, you, mom. And, and Dee Dee says, no, mm-hmm. no, it's you. So we do see some of that going on there, too. Mm-hmm. So so right now their relationship seems pretty, pretty loving. And Gypsy does seem kind of childlike. We also see, too, that uh, Gypsy says, I hope we get to stay this time they've mm-hmm. just moved into this house and that kind of hints like maybe they've gone from place to place mm-hmm. and, and why you know right. so that's that's something that'll come up and then we see that Dee, Dee is kind of mixing some pills and getting a feeding tube ready for gypsy and then proceeds to feed her with the feeding tube yeah and Dee, Dee will will tell us that gypsy can't take much of anything orally she has to be pretty much fed through her feeding tube yeah, and in addition to that, when she goes to bed in the next scene, she's got one of those breathing machines that people wear when they sleep sometimes. I don't yeah, know what like those a are called. Sleep apnea machine, CPAP. Yeah, maybe. I think. Yeah. yeah. So she's got that going on. And then as Dee Dee is, you know, after Gypsy goes to bed, Dee Dee goes to this cabinet that is just full of prescriptions, just yeah. completely full of prescriptions. Yeah. It's like a whole pantry 
of <laughs> prescription medicine. Yeah, it's basically like a little pharmacy there in their bathroom. Right, and it's not all for Gypsy. I think the the bottle that she pulls out has Dee Dee's name on it mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and it and also it says Sleepy Baby on it, and she takes a couple of those. That's weird. She's being very <laughs> weird. As she's looking at the pills, she's kind of talking to herself and, uh-huh. and nodding and that sort of thing. And and just to have, if you've got pills that just say things like sleepy baby on it, m- my perception is you're just taking these recreationally. That you've got little code names for what Seems kind of feeling they give you. Because yeah. normally you would just you know take the pills as prescribed. You would think, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. So in the next part here, we've got a neighbor's house Mm -hmm. and in this neighbor's house we've got uh, a girl Lacey is in that scene she's a teenage girl Mm -hmm. and she wants to go and see Gypsy because she saw the interview on TV she wants to go introduce herself to the neighbors yeah and by the way these are the neighbors who were knocking on the door in that opening scene yeah Mm -hmm. and so we get back to Gypsy's house now and we see Gypsy in there watching the Care Bears, which it's like the Care Bears from the 1980s. It might yeah, be the Care Bear movie. And this is 2008. So. There's a lot of things going on that feel like they are from a totally different time period. Yeah. And I wonder if that's because the mom seems to be so overbearing and those are the things that she associates with childhood, childhood maybe? Mm-hmm. Because that's, yeah, that's um, that's certainly a choice to be having predominantly 1980s era types of things. Mm-hmm. Even sure. even the Disney movies, the, there's at one point there's like a Cinderella type of movie on there or something like that, which is not 1980s, but it's very yeah. Old. But you'd think maybe she would be into well, when did Frozen come out? Maybe that hadn't come out yet. It might not have come out yet, and like, she was into Enchanted as well. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So and they do eventually go to the movies at one point later in the uh, season um, to see some sort of princess movie, but we won't oh, talk yep. about that scene now. But that episode <laughs> is crazy. <laughs> Just yeah. a side note too. If you are thinking about watching this show, it picks up. I'll say that like after the first episode, I was like, this feels like an okay show, but it doesn't feel like prestige. Yeah, it doesn't like that sounds kind of like weird to say. It doesn't feel like prestige TV, but it did feel just like because we knew the story and they were Mm -hmm. just telling us the story and it felt like nothing more. It felt like maybe they told us too much. It does feel like that. I would have liked to not know quite as much. I would have liked to. There are some things that happen at the end of the episode that you're like, oh, yeah. but I would have liked to be really shocked toward the end of the episode. Yeah. So, because we get a lot of hints early on that things are a little off in this house. Yeah. yeah. But like the fact, like that opening scene where we did find out that apparently someone has killed somebody and raped somebody else. I, yeah. I would have liked like to know that later. Yeah. Held off on those details, but all right. That's yeah. It creative choice they made right okay so anyway Lacey comes over this is the teenage daughter from you know across the street in the neighborhood there and Mm -hmm. she mentions she does volunteer work at the hospital and one of the things she does is she puts makeup on the little girls and she wondered if she could do that for gypsy yeah by the way Lacey is played by anna sophia robb who plays a young carrie bradshaw on the carrie diaries i thought she looked familiar Mm -hmm. I've never watched The Carrie Diaries. Me neither. But, you know, I've seen it on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, well, that's cool. And so she puts some makeup on Gypsy, 
and Gypsy loves it. She's very excited by that. She mm-hmm. she says that um you know she doesn't usually wear makeup, although she does say that her mom lets her wear wear makeup to conventions. Yeah, and I at first was kind of confused about what kind of conventions these were, but then um, from Lacey and Gypsy's conversation. You get the sense that it's like a Comic-Con type things that she goes to. Yeah, and there's an episode later in the season where they do go to a Comic-Con type of convention. And that's also a really good episode. I think that episode was really when it like picked up for me. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of weird to me though. It seemed like, I thought when we were watching it, when we got to that Comic-Con episode, I was like, I thought maybe something changed with Dee Dee that she allowed her to go to this kind of thing or something like that. It just doesn't seem like somewhere where she would take her kid to. Maybe a Disney convention, yeah, sure. But the I, way she's treating her as such a sick little girl. Well, I think maybe it's because they get a lot of attention when they go to these things. And they love attention. They do. And they, I think we'll find out more about this later in the series, but they almost kind of rely on that for their well-being and their financial stability. Right. right? And there's some hints to the, at that at the end of the episode, uh-huh. too. Yeah. Yeah. So Gypsy does say that um well one thing too she also notices that Lacey is wearing a necklace and she says oh that's a pretty necklace where'd you mm-hmm. get it and Lacey says she got it from her boyfriend mm-hmm. and Gypsy's kind of interested and excited about this idea of you know people having boyfriends yeah you can tell that she really wants a boyfriend right and she's kind of sad at the idea that she's never gonna have that kind of normal life for herself where, yeah. she, has, where she has a boyfriend and just does normal teenage girl things right yeah another thing too that they talk about is that um gypsy would dress as disney princesses when she goes to these conventions Mm -hmm. and she says that um she usually dresses like cinderella but she wants to dress like ariel from the little mermaid Mm -hmm. and Lacey says "Mm, because ariel gets her legs because Mm -hmm. gypsy's in a wheelchair and then she's Mm -hmm. like oh i'm sorry and gypsy says oh that's okay i used to walk when i was little but I, i don't walk anymore but that line there too kind of knowing what we know as we go forward a little bit, it doesn't seem like Gypsy wanted to be Ariel because of her getting her legs. Mm-hmm. It just didn't seem like she was like, yeah, it didn't seem like she was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's why I want it. No, I think I, the the reason she wants to be Ariel is Ariel seems a little sexier. And yeah, that's what I was going to say. Cinderella. Ariel is the hot one. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Jasmine is also hot, but yeah. Ariel's the hot one and also the Cinderella most kind of... Cinderella is certainly not the hot one. That right. is true. <laughs> and Ariel's also kind of the most provocatively dressed. Uh-huh. You know, she's yeah. in like a shell bikini. Yeah. So, and she's not wearing pants. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, she's got fish Yeah, legs. which makes, again, even though supposedly Gypsy has the mind of a seven-year-old, she is a teenager, so it makes sense that she would gravitate more toward the sort of more grown-up seeming princesses in the Disney universe. <laughs> right. Toward the end of this scene, we see that Dee Dee seems a little suspicious of this teenage girl over here talking to her daughter mm-hmm. and doesn't doesn't quite like it. Yeah, and it, it seems like she's a little bit bothered by seeing her daughter in makeup too. Right. And then we see, well, hey, real quick, we see like a black screen there because there's like a commercial break because mm. Hulu has commercials, but we don't have the commercial plan. Get rid of the commercial plan, guys. Yeah, for well, like I, a couple dollars more, you can have commercial free and it's a much better experience. I don't know why Hulu even offers it. It's even it's with like, because we have Spotify and they're like, hey, you can have Hulu for free with ads with your Spotify subscription. I don't mm-hmm. want the ads. I'm no. not sitting through ads while I'm binging things. Guys, get <laughs> rid of it. 
That's why everybody has Netflix but not Hulu. And they're like, ooh, Netflix is better, whatever. Yeah. Like, just Although I think you're more bothered by ads than I am. I hate you them. You really can't stand them. I tolerate them. Although I would love it if we had some sponsors. I could read some <laughs> ads right now. I would love you to know, do it. You know, ads... Ads on podcasts don't bother me at all. No, I actually love ads on podcasts. Like the, the hosts are reading them and they like kind of make up. They put their own, their own spin. Oh yeah. man, we need to get some sponsors. This was, we just did an ad for ads. We did an ad for ads. <laughs> That's some good content there. <laughs> so after this uh, commercial, it's weird to see that black screen of a commercial break though in a show in 2019 on a streaming service though. But I guess Hulu uh-huh. does that. So yeah. So. The next thing we see, it's later that day, we see Gypsy looking out the window at Lacey's house, kind of looking longingly, and then Dee Dee comes over, and she makes Gypsy wash all the makeup off. Mm-hmm. She she's, says, you're far too young for that. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, And she's really very, does. you know, you can they're see- they're just inside the house, too. Why can't she have the makeup on? Yeah, so you can see that this mom who is coming off or acting like such a loving mom oh. is maybe- at this point, I wouldn't say abusive, but you can see a little overbearing. Yeah, you can a little see controlling. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of building up there. Next we see kind of the image of the cul-de-sac there where all these houses are. And these houses in this cul-de-sac are very like pastel colored, um, mm-hmm. very nice looking. I heard an interview with the creator where I think they said that they built all those houses for for the show, which I don't know if they're just facades on all of them. I think the one mm-hmm. they actually film Gypsy's house is actually like real. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they just do that on like the back lots of those movie studios and stuff. I think we saw the Maybe. Desperate Housewives houses when we went on like a Universal Studios oh, tour yeah. one time in uh-huh. LA. So, but uh, so they built all those houses there. And I think, I don't know if it was the guy interviewing or it was the creator, but they said it kind of felt a little bit like Edward Scissor's hands. Scissors yeah, hands, scissors it hands. does look like that. Also, like I think the the title sequence of the show Weeds, where they talk about the little houses all being the same, it kind of reminded me of that. Too. I've never seen Weeds. I've seen the first episode of Weeds. Oh maybe yeah. We'll talk about hey, it maybe we'll talk about it sometime. That's all we need to watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's got Kevin Nealon in it, right? You don't know who I don't that, know is. that is. <laughs> I was gonna no. say he's in Happy Gilmore, briefly. But that you probably doesn't that doesn't me. that doesn't help you either. No. Oh, well. Anyway, we get introduced to some neighbors in this cul-de-sac here. We mm-hmm. see Mel, played by Chloe Savini. Savigny. I think it's Savigny. Savigny. But I'm not sure. Chloe Savigny, and we see Shelley, played by Denitra Isler, probably. Mm-hmm. And Chloe Savigny, she's in a movie that I really like, Melinda and Melinda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's a good movie. I like that. We watched that on one of our first dates. Mm-hmm. So back in the day, back before we knew what we knew about Woody Allen. Well, I guess some people <laughs> knew it, but they didn't really seem to care for some reason. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Melinda and Melinda is a Woody Allen movie, and it stars Will Ferrell. I think Steve Carell might be in it too. Chloe Sevigny is in it, and it's a uh, it's a great movie. I really enjoyed it. It's it's just a fun movie, and it's kind of like. It feels very classy and stuff like that too. It was mm-hmm. kind of my, uh, you know, I think we watched on like our maybe our third date. That's the movie you would like impress. That's your my dates go-to with. movie to impress people with because it's a comedy and it's something they haven't really heard of, uh-huh. and it stars Will Ferrell, so it's like a safe bet. Uh huh. Oh yeah. man, that's nowadays though. You you bust out a Woody Allen movie on the third date, people are probably out the door. I would yeah, be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Ugh, yikes. 
So, but hey, check that movie out though. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but it's also starring Chloe Sevigny. <laughs> sure is. Right. One thing though, when they are talking to the neighbors, um, because now Dee Dee is meeting all the neighbors, she mentions all the all the different diseases and all the ailments that uh, Gypsy has. She says she's got submandibular gland surgery, where she got her saliva gland, salivary glands removed, mm-hmm. uh, epilepsy, paraplegia anemic heart murmur Mm -hmm. that's quite the list yeah it's a long list the neighbors seem to kind of feel for Dee Dee and how she's got to spend like every moment of her life pretty much looking after gypsy although mel seems she's she seems a little skeptical a little skeptical or just not as sympathetic as uh their other neighbor there mel by the way is lacy's mom Right. So she's the other neighbor who was knocking at the door at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Lacey offers Gypsy a Coke. And when she does that, Dee Dee freaks out because Gypsy is allergic to sugar. Yeah. I think Dee Dee says they've been to the ER already like seven times that year. That's a lot of times. They don't want to have to go again. So then Dee Dee and Gypsy like leave this little get together. In the next scene, they're back at Gypsy's house. And Dee Dee is telling Gypsy all the bad stuff that's going to happen to her if she has sugar. Yeah, which basically amounts to her throat closing up and her dying. Like within five minutes. Yeah. It's intense. Yeah. And they have an EpiPen too, but even then it can be very intense. Mm -hmm. And so the next scene we see they're going to the mall. And Gypsy is so excited to be at the mall. She's, She's in her wheelchair and her mom is like wheeling her around, but she's really taking in everything and just so excited to be out in like a normal place i think right and the kind of the dreamlike aspects of the show get highlighted here with the camera angle being like right in front of gypsy's face and kind of seeing all of all of her excitement and it's kind of an upward angle and it's kind of mm-hmm. it's a cool way of portraying that there mm-hmm. and gypsy mentions she sees a jewelry stand and she wants a necklace mm-hmm. which i didn't realize till we watched it a couple times that she wants that necklace because Lacey had a necklace from her boyfriend. Yeah. So she so. wants something like that. Mm-hmm. And how do they get this necklace? Well, they don't have enough money for it. So they steal it. They shoplift. Gypsy kind of looks around and, uh-huh. and then uh, Dee, Dee, Dee Dee takes it. Yeah. And as she's doing that, she notices that somebody's watching them from like a higher level in the mall. And it's their neighbor, Mel. And she's not totally sure. Dee Dee's not totally sure if Mel sees what she's doing or not. Busted. Yeah. Oh, man. But then she kind of starts to, to freak out and wants to get Gypsy out, out of the mall as quickly as possible. Right. This mall kind of looks like a uh, like a 90s mall, sort of. Kind of does, yeah. They go to the mall a few times in the mm-hmm. series, so, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know, like, what other towns are like, but, like, I know here in the area we live in, there's, like, there's like an old mall and then there's like a couple new malls. Yeah, there's like the old mall, the newer mall, and uh-huh. then like the outdoor-ish mall. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I feel like it might be kind of similar in different towns where there's like an old one. I think so. And we I do like get... how there's like a bad Kroger and a good Kroger. Everywhere. Oh yeah, there's always a bad Kroger and a good Kroger. <laughs> we live near a medium Kroger. Yeah. Yeah. I, we do see some shots of the town, I think, leading up to the mall and we see like, they show like a Waffle House and some other places mm-hmm. like that. So we do see that it... You know, it's in, I think they said, what did we say, Missouri that it's mm-hmm. in? And it feels like it's a somewhat rural area. 
you know, nothing really mm-hmm. built up. You know, it's not necessarily a suburban area. Yeah. So the next scene, we see they are outside of their house, Gypsy and Dee Dee, and they see Mel across the street. Mel, of course, just saw them stealing at the mall. It's probably like another day. It's not the same day. Yeah. And Gypsy says hi, and Dee Dee says hi, but Mel ignores Dee Dee. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, Gypsy was kind of like eager to get back into the house because she was like getting hot outside, and but her mom wanted to stay out there. And you kind of get the sense that the mom was waiting for Mel to come out. Because she wants to kind of gauge her reaction to her and see if she realized that she was stealing before. Right, yeah. Dee Dee was like doing yard work out there, but it doesn't seem like she was actually doing yeah, yard work. She was like just putting just dirt. Yeah, she was just, just waiting for Mel. Also, a side note here, Gypsy's clothes are ridiculous. Yeah, she, they are. She's In this scene, she's wearing like a baseball cap that has a flamingo on it and some kind of a denim-ish button-down shirt that's got this weird frilly thing going on with flowers all uh, over I it. I just say, all of Gypsy's clothes make me think that they're about to go to Ameriflora 92. Ameriflora 92, <laughs> if you're unfamiliar with it, was a flower festival in Columbus in 1992. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and that's how people dress for it. <laughs> that's probably, that's how people dressed for it, yeah. yeah. But it's kind of a strange way for a teenager to be dressed in It definitely is. And it kind of goes back to that, she looks like she's from the 80s or the uh-huh. early 90s type yeah. of thing. But that's how she's dressed by her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, we do find out when Dee Dee goes across the street there that, uh, well, she wants to talk to Mel, but then Shelly comes out of the house as well. And so mm-hmm. she kind of just talks about whatever instead mm-hmm. of kind of confronting Mel about, you know, seeing her steal this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that comes up too, that's the point where we find out that their house is a Habitat for Humanity house. Mm-hmm. And also... I think Shelly brings up this idea about Casey Anthony. She's talking about Casey Anthony because that was in the news at the time. Yeah. And, and how, I think later on we see Mel watching the Casey Anthony trial or... Yeah, something, something like that. Uh-huh. Mel does say, sooner or later, everyone knows everything about everyone in this neighborhood, kind of hinting to Dee Dee that she knows what's going on with yeah. the stealing. Yeah, and we get the sense that Mel is a real straight shooter. Like kind of cynical, oh, yeah. and she, um, she, she's not about to be bamboozled. That's that right, bamboozled. Sure, sure, of course it is. <laughs> okay. So while Dee Dee is over there talking to the neighbors, Gypsy is back in the house, and she's getting on the laptop computer, and she is looking up some things on Google Images, hmm. some things that she's got to clear that search history afterwards. Yeah. She's looking up pictures of best friends. And uh-huh. pictures of boyfriend kiss. Oh, yeah. This scene is so sad. It is sad. It's like, I mean, there's a lot of dark, sad things that happen in this series. But mm-hmm. this scene, it's like, ah, oh, she's looking at pictures of best friends. And they, like, flash all the images yeah. on the screen. She's and really it, just yearning for, like, a normal life. She wants a, a friend. Life. She wants a boyfriend that she can kiss. Yeah, which, again, normal for a teenager. I don't know that a seven-year-old would necessarily be... Maybe be interested in the best friend thing, but not so much the boyfriend thing. Also, right, because her mom says she has the mind of a seven-year-old. Yeah, would a seven-year-old know to clear this search history? I don't know. Yeah, also, just in general, I believe just saying to a person with a disability or about a person with a disability, they have the mind of a seven-year-old, that's that's very condescending and, and not 
ever like an accurate way to describe someone yeah. unless they're a seven-year-old. Right, yeah. <laughs> That is the only time where that is an acceptable way. Mm-hmm. So, which is crazy because the mom is supposed to be caring for her and that kind of thing. But it's like, that's mean. Yeah, Even and, if she, and when she says things, when Dee Dee says things like that, you can tell that Gypsy is like, kind of insulted yeah even if she was you know if even if she did have learning difficulties and things like that that's just a condescending terrible thing to say yeah but anyway when dd gets home they talk about how they're gonna have pizza for dinner gypsy wants to cheer dd up this is really sad yeah Uh, how does she make the pizza gia she puts it i think in a blender yeah does um and then puts it through gypsy's feeding tube Oh man! So she doesn't even get to taste the pizza. That's that's rough. It's and then they they do like a close up too. I think of the blender, and you see it just blending up, and it's just it's, it's gross looking and sad. And I'm gonna cry thinking about it. It's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. So Gypsy wants to make Dee Dee feel better and feel welcome in the neighborhood. And so what she suggests is that maybe Dee Dee could uh, cook up some of her famous gumbo and have all the neighbors over for like a little cookout gumbo. Yeah. Celebration. That's in part to make Dee Dee feel better, but also Gypsy wants to like socialize a little bit. Right. And so we see a next scene. There's like cookout going on. We also see a little jar kind of going around um, raising money for Gypsy's eye operation that has not been mentioned at any point. That wasn't the. Gypsy does wear like thick glasses. She does wear thick glasses. Uh Yeah. And we see Gypsy sitting. In her wheelchair, Mm -hmm. amongst all the really young kids, they're asking her things like, how old are you? Mm -hmm. And that sort of thing. Dee Dee comes over with a balloon and gives it to Gypsy and says, ooh, it's a balloon, Gypsy. It's light blue. There you go. And Gypsy looks out of place because Uh when you see her amongst the other kids, it's like, "Mm, she's not a little kid. Yeah, but she's trying, you kind of get the sense that she's trying to make her She's trying to be what her mom wants her to be and kind of right. play along with being a little kid and act like she's excited about this balloon and the little kids. But um, clearly she would rather be over talking to the teenagers. Yeah, and she looks and she sees them and eventually she does go over and mm-hmm. hang out with them. And she sees the boyfriend of Lacey kind of taking some of the, there's a cupcake and he kind of takes some of the frosting and like puts it in her mouth a little bit. And in Lacey's. In, in Lacey's mouth, yeah. yeah and uh Gypsy's watching that and so anyway she goes over later and is talking to all of them but they're all going out to a movie Mm -hmm. and she can't really go with them just because the wheelchair and she's she she asks to go and and Lacey you can see is kind of like torn about it she like I I think she would have let Gypsy come along with them if she could but she um she could tell that there was no way that Dee Dee was gonna allow that yeah and also they would have I'm not really sure. They would have had to get some kind of different vehicle maybe or figure out. They would have had to learn how to transfer her into a car Mm -hmm. or however all that works. But Lacey does come across as like a really sweet girl who, you know, would do anything she could for Gypsy. Right. And so we see then Gypsy just kind of sitting there by herself near Mm -hmm. the cupcakes and she goes to take a bite out of a cupcake. And I'm not sure if she actually takes the bite or not. Um, I think she might get a little bit of a small bite. Yeah, meanwhile, I think this is when Dee Dee and Mel are talking, right? And that's when Mel kind of confronts Dee Dee about having seen her Mm -hmm. take that necklace. And Dee Dee is saying, you know, Gypsy really 
wanted it and her life is going to be short and Dee Dee kind of feels like she's entitled to have some nice things and some enjoyment while she's alive but they can't afford it so she doesn't feel good about stealing it but sometimes you do what you gotta do right and Mel doesn't seem too moved by that no she doesn't no but then all that kind of stops as Gypsy takes a bite out of that cupcake and Mm -hmm. Dee Dee freaks out runs over to her and then boom jabs that EpiPen right into her leg yeah everybody's looking on in shock and a little bit of horror and uh and then Dee Dee just wheels her off and says, we got to go to the ER. Yeah. That's an intense way to end your little cookout there. It really is. Yeah. So then we see they're at the ER. We see a little bit of talking to the doctor, but we don't see much of it. And then we see Dee Dee wheeling Gypsy out. And in the uh, parking lot, they see Mel is out there. And Mel and Dee Dee kind of reconcile a little bit. Yeah, and Mel is there because um, Dee Dee left her wallet back at the house. And she, oh, right, um, yeah. So she brought it so that she wouldn't have to drive without her um, ID and stuff. Right, and they agree mm-hmm. to just have a fresh start here. Yeah, because so Mel, Mel, Mel's a good neighbor. She's a good neighbor. She, um, is she's a skeptical, skeptical of Dee Dee. But she's kind of this, like, she, she's, it seems like she's seen th- some things. You know, she mm-hmm. knows that people can be complex Mm-hmm. And yep. she's probably interacted with a lot of different kinds of people and understands that and, you know, mm-hmm. isn't, isn't necessarily going to hold it against DD. They'll move on. Mm-hmm. It's a fresh start. Yeah. And now we see back to June 14, 2015. Mm-hmm. And this is the same night. I guess it's, well, the opening scene was, this is seven years into the future. This mm-hmm. is the murder. Yeah, this is when the that opening scene took place. And we see police cars all throughout the cul-de-sac. And we see police going into the house, and it's full of stuffed animals. It's very creepy. Yeah, full of stuffed animals and also, like, all kinds of other stuff. It's like a hoarder's house at that point, right? Mm-hmm. We hear three blind mice playing on a little alarm kind of thing, which uh-huh. we had seen that earlier, I think, in the episode. This alarm would go off when it was time for uh, Gypsy to take her medicine. Yeah. This little, like, beeping sound of three uh-huh. blind mice. And eventually the uh, police see... In the bed, uh, they see Dee Dee face mm-hmm. down, stab wounds in her back, and they found yeah. the dead body there. So again, if I were making this show, I think I would have saved this scene maybe for the next episode. Maybe or for the next episode. In. Maybe for the very but, end of the episode. Yeah. I think they could have still had a really compelling first episode without giving away the fact that the mom is dead. But, right. Although there's right. a lot of stuff along the way, though, too. And just like I was saying before about uh, it's similar in some ways to American Crime Story, Gianni mm-hmm. Versace. In the first episode of that, they showed Gianni Versace getting killed by Andrew Cunanan. And mm-hmm. it, I remember, yeah. though, watching it and I was like, I don't really know what this show's going to be gonna about. Where are they going to go from here? Yeah. yeah. But apparently he does some other stuff along the way. So you, <laughs> yeah. should, you should check that out. I think yeah. the second season's on Netflix. Yeah. And, so I guess there's there's more to any story than just the ending right you know? look so. at that i would have thrown <laughs> that in that description <laughs> yeah yeah so uh lacy and mel in this scene here you know the same night here go over to the police that are out in the street and they say what's going on what happened and they say that uh Dee Dee is deceased and they say what about gypsy where's mm-hmm. gypsy so there's sort of this mystery here of we've got a dead mom in the house but we don't know where gypsy is yeah and as as far as anyone here knows gypsy is completely dependent on her mom to just stay alive right, right. she's got the mind of a seven-year-old she's extremely sick needs all these medicines and special attention 
Um, if she's missing and her mom is dead, nothing good could have happened to Gypsy. Yeah. And then we get the final scene here. And the music is really building up in this final scene. They're going to bed. And we've seen a similar scene earlier where Gypsy was going to bed. Yeah. And again, this is seven years earlier. Yeah. We're back seven years earlier, back Mm -hmm. to the original timeline there. And we see Gypsy going to bed. We see a shot of Dee Dee. She's opening some checks in the mail, Mm -hmm. um, which are kind of, I think, money that people have sent to support them. They're coming from like people who've heard their story. Yeah. Kind of like GoFundMe kind of things. uh But this is probably before that, maybe. Probably pre GoFundMe, but people who have. heard about gypsy and her doting mom and they really want to help out so they're just sending money here and there and um dd doesn't work by the way so stuff like this is probably how they get by right so after dd goes to bed gypsy wakes up and gypsy gets out of bed and does not get into her wheelchair <gasps> she just straight up walks <gasps> What? what she can walk it's crazy she's not even struggling no and her legs are like toned like like anybody's legs would be that's walking on a regular basis gypsy is definitely not a paraplegic no yeah and she walks to the kitchen <gasps> and in the kitchen she gets some whipped cream and just eats it and she's supposed to have a sugar allergy yeah and her mom was saying if she had any sugar her throat would close up in minutes this is where we get a flashback to um an earlier scene in the episode where they were at the er after gypsy had had a bite of that cupcake at the that um barbecue and earlier we had seen a scene where um, a doctor is talking to Dee Dee and um, Gypsy is overhearing their conversation. But um, to us, to the viewer, that it was kind of all murmurs. We didn't really hear what the doctor was saying. Um, So now in this flashback, we're hearing clearly what Gypsy overheard the doctor telling her mother, which is that Gypsy does not have a sugar allergy. Her mom feeds her with Pediasure every day, and Pediasure is full of sugar. Um, there's no reason that Gypsy can't have sugar. It's totally fine for her. So there's something crazy going on in this household. Yeah. And and we don't know. Now, it does seem like that Gypsy's kind of discovering for the first time that she doesn't have this sugar allergy. Yeah, she's by taking like a little cream. hesitant about this. And when she goes back to her bedroom, Dee Dee is like sitting upright and looks very upset. Uh-huh. And... You know, makes but her, not surprised that she's walking. Not, no, she's definitely not surprised that she's walking. No, yeah. but angry that she's walking. Right, and she kind of makes her go back to bed, put the machine back on, like mm-hmm. the breathing machine, and Gypsy just looks so sad. Yeah. So sad. And yeah. That's, and it almost, in that scene, Dee Dee seems like, like a prison guard or something, right? Where she's like forcing her to get back into bed and put mm-hmm. this machine on um, yeah to give up the freedom that she was just enjoying there for a few minutes so that's where the episode ends that's right? the end of the episode and yeah already in this first episode we have hints that um gypsy does not have the mind of a seven-year-old right that she does not actually have cancer or anything that would cause her to have a shaved head right um that she is not a paraplegic mm-hmm. that she does not have a sugar allergy and a need to have um enteral nutrition that that feeding tube in her stomach and we don't know what's going on with Dee. Dee. she yeah. is she is out there she is a little bit 
she's strange. Yeah. So what's going on? What's going on? So that's the end of the first episode. And so kind of our reactions, like I said before, when we were watching it, I was like, I don't know. I want to keep watching it, but I wasn't totally sure. But I, once it keeps going, it really does pick up. And mm-hmm. I like it a lot. This is the only, you know, I guess we're watching like Veep right now, I guess. But this is the only show right now that we're watching where I'm like, I'm excited about next week. I want to see what happens next. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned too that Patricia Arquette, uh, well, that Dee Dee is kind of like a prison guard. Mm-hmm. And that reminded me too that Patricia Arquette is in that show Escape at Danamora on Showtime, which we watched, mm-hmm. which she's not a prison guard in that, but she works at a prison. Yeah. But it's a very similar kind of character. Yeah. And that was also a true crime show. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The crime being escaping from prison mm-hmm. on that one. And, but where she, you know, she's this kind of manipulative overbearing sort of demanding kind of role which that's a really cool show if you haven't checked that out mm-hmm, it is oh you know what we were talking about if this is season one of an anthology series mm-hmm. and they're all gonna look at what did we say stranger than fiction true crime stories mm-hmm. what other stories do you think that they're gonna put out there for the upcoming seasons because i like this whole concept i really love the mm-hmm. american crime story series yeah what kind of things would you like to see? See, I think they're going to do Casey Anthony next because they've kind of like, they've mentioned that story already right? In, in this episode. Like people are watching it. So it's kind of like an Easter egg. I feel like maybe they're hinting at it, but it it would lend itself well to a show that's called The Act because Casey Anthony was like putting on such an act for everybody. That's right? the one she killed her daughter, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, she or was not convicted. She wasn't it, convicted. Oh, man. Can they do a true crime story about somebody who wasn't convicted, though? Like, that seems, that seems, li- uh, what is it, libel? Slander? That seems yeah. like that well, would fall yeah, into the, that category. The People versus O.J. Simpson, which is the American crime story. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Season. Yeah. I mean, they hinted that he did it. <laughs> you can always hint that they did it. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could. Yeah. That's weird. Somebody could just make a movie about you and just yeah. hint that you murdered somebody? Someone could make a movie about you and hint that you mur- murdered somebody. I don't like this at all. What are we doing <laughs> with all this true crime stuff? Guys, come on. Let's watch some just some comedies. My goodness, this obsession. It's, it's tearing us apart. I don't like it. No, but you think Casey Anthony, though? Yeah. Are there any other cases you think might might work well on this oh man i I thought you said any other casey's for a second (laughs) i was like i don't think so (laughs) um you know i really like on netflix there's that uh and this kind of is a stranger than fiction kind of one there's that documentary evil genius about oh that was real crazy where they strap the bomb to the guy and they make him rob a bank and there's like crazy stuff going on there yeah that could be good i would watch something like that Mm -hmm. um i would watch i would watch a one that's based off of the staircase thing i think we mentioned michael peterson earlier or we mentioned all a lot of petersons we might have mentioned michael peterson too. the staircase is my favorite true crime documentary it's i think so good it's It's on netflix and you should watch it yeah um and michael peterson is my favorite murderer Oh yeah, I think. What about uh, had, Robert if Durst? I were like, no, Michael Peterson. He's more cultured, I think. Okay. If I were like stranded on a desert island with a murderer, I would want it to be Michael. Well, Peterson. they usually don't have staircases no on a desert island, so I think you'd be all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> that's his. That's his weapon of choice. <laughs> you just see him like off to the side. Like, are you are you building like a um, some kind of shelter or something? And he's like, no, no, it's a. It's nice to get up in this tree over here. Like we can just climb the tree. That's not. We don't need. We don't need a staircase, Michael. Michael. <laughs> that would be 
rough. That'd be rough to be stuck on a desert island with somebody and they just want to kill you also. It would be. Just, It'd be like the most dangerous game. I don't know if that's on an island. I don't think it is. I think it's, it's on an island. I think so. Okay. Yeah. It would be like the most dangerous game then. <laughs> but they're killing you with stairs. <laughs> I like it. No, I think that would be good. Um, you know, there's a lot of like true crime documentaries on HBO that are really good, which there's a slender man documentary which i think is pretty interesting so that could be a good that could be a good one Mm -hmm. interestingly joey king who plays in uh as gypsy rose in the act she's in a slender man movie but it's not based on that story at all it's it's like a horror movie where slender man is like real and killing teenagers i I can't even with slender man it's too stupid i can't so stupid um (laughs) speaking of joey king though she's been in like she was in that netflix movie the kissing booth i did not watch Uh that what did we watch though the other day we were watching a netflix teen romantic comedy oh um the perfect date oh yeah i liked the perfect date i enjoyed it 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 was was fun it's it's about a uh, guy who needs to raise money for college so he creates an app that lets himself prostitute himself out to uh (laughs) women who want dates Uh uh-huh but yeah. there's no sex involved. Yeah, but it's a fun teen romantic comedy. It's a comedy. fun teen romantic comedy, <laughs> if you'll believe it. Uh, <laughs> so. I don't know if there's even a kiss in that movie. It's a very chaste gigolo story. <laughs> it really is. But we threw that on just for fun. And uh, <laughs> so, but no, as far as true crime things that I would like to see in the act, um, you know, the Golden State Killer, I read that one book, uh, Follow Me in the dark i'll be gone in the dark i'll be gone in the dark that was that was a wild tale and they just caught the golden state killer like a year ago or Mm -hmm. something like that so yeah i was also thinking btk might be a good one which they caught recently too Mm -hmm. yep yeah the btk killer is like btk wait bind bind torture kill so saying killer afterwards is redundant the bind torture kill killer right yeah yeah, okay (laughs) but he's hinted at in featured featured in (laughs) He's featured in the show Mindhunter on Netflix. Yeah, which I think takes place in the 1960s. And again, they caught him only recently. Whoa, that's wild. That's freaky. (laughs) I don't know when season two of Mindhunter is coming out, but season one of Mindhunter is also a fantastic show. We We ought to do that that sometime. But Mm -hmm. hey, speaking of what we are doing sometime, the next show that we're going to be talking about is the show Easy on Netflix. It's an anthology series, Mm -hmm. and season... Three, the final season is coming out May 10th. So that'll be right around the time where our episode drops, which is cool. And yeah, and it's an anthology where each episode is a different story, unlike the act where each season is going to be a new story. Right, yeah. And it's a uh, much lighthearted, much more lighthearted uh, show. Mm-hmm. And we like it a lot. It, it kind of follows different couples and people throughout, I think, Chicago and mm-hmm. kind of intertwining relationships between all of them and it's sort of focusing on love and relationships and mm-hmm. and sex a little bit but it's it's very much a an adult comedy that is I don't know I like it a lot so yeah. so you'll want to check that out and then check us out next week where we will be talking about easy on Netflix and anyways hey go ahead follow us on Facebook at Yumi and TV and on Twitter at Yumi and TV Pod and on Instagram at Yumi and TV Podcast. And uh, until then, uh, bye. bye.